Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Critics Association's Foundation After Show. Each week on this show, we will discuss the latest episode of the Apple TV Plus series based on the beloved science fiction novels of the same name by author Isaac Osmioff. I'm Jamie Philbrick, entertainment journalist and critic for We Live Entertainment and a member of the Hollywood Critics Association. Uh, this week, we have a great show for you. We will be having a spoiler-filled discussion of the latest episode of the series, which dropped tonight, entitled Death and the Maiden. Uh, but first, allow me to introduce, as always, my co-hosts, Yale Teagle and Nikki Fowler. Hey! How are we doing this week? Wonderful. Hey, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we have a special surprise this week. Uh, we have a guest. I would like to welcome James White from Empire Online. Hey, hi, James. Hi. hi. Hi, everybody. Hello. I've never been described as a special surprise before, so that's nice. You are a special surprise uh, and a surprise for the audience to have you here. Um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, James, uh, real quick. Uh, well, I'm a fellow member of the Hollywood Critics Association. I write generally for Empire Magazine and Empire's website, empireonline.com, quick plug. Uh, I am a gigantic sci-fi nerd, and I, I generally watch far too much TV than is really healthy for me. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you real quick before we uh, jump into the uh, talking about the show tonight, but uh, I assume you've been watching the series up until tonight. What, have, what were your thoughts on the first uh, five episodes? I have. I've been. I've been really enjoying it. I, I read the books when I was a teenager, so that was approximately six thousand years ago, which feels fitting for the show. Um, and and you know, I was I was a fan of Asimov growing up. I liked his stuff, but I thought the show. I worried about the show before it ever aired. I worried that it might not work. And honestly, I love the changes they've been making to it. I I love how they've been adapting it. I love the characters. I'm an especially big fan of of the various empires. Brother Dawn, Brother Day, Brother Dusk, all that kind of nonsense. And yeah, I've really been enjoying it. And the scale of it, it looks like they've spent every single dollar in the world on this show. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're going to get along with us just fine, James. You're going to fit in just fine today. Um, and you're going to join Nikki as our resident uh, novel expert. Uh, so you can kind of uh, tell us a little bit about what we know we don't know that might be coming. Um, but let's just jump right into the show. Uh, quick um, recap. Uh, I'll do real quick here for everyone. Um, Brother Day traveled from Trentor to crush religious uprisings throughout the galaxy uh, in this episode, while Brother Dawn sort of comes to terms with his own existence. Uh, meanwhile, Salvor has her hands full trying to stop the Anacreon's attack and discovers their true endgame just as the Empire arrives to help and she suffers a profound personal loss. So a lot going on in this week's episode. Um, let me start with Yo. Uh, what were your thoughts on this week's episode um, and kind of where the story is progressing this week? I think this was my least favorite episode. Um, I was not a big fan. I was mostly bored and confused. Um, which I feel like I haven't felt since the premiere, um, which I was confused in that one. I haven't been as confused. Um, and so uh, this episode had a lot in it that I am waiting to see where it's going. I think that the um, Salvor story, I think we're getting a lot more and I'm understanding a lot more and I, I enjoy that. 
Um, but I feel like the I've lost interest in the clones. Um, and this uh, this brother Don situation where he's now colorblind and that's never happened before. And I don't I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say it, but I don't. This this episode wasn't the one for me. Uh, well, that's really interesting. Um, I've often said on this show in the last few weeks on, on our podcast that um, what I was, especially in the first few episodes, the sort of the empire uh, and kind of the intrigue with the clones and what was going on was some of my favorite stuff. Um, and yeah. I actually have to agree with Yell this week. Like I was not as interested in kind of what was going on with them. Now, I don't know if it's because I, I, I still am interested in, I, I love Lee Pace and his performance. So when he is the current brother day, like that's interesting to me and I can kind of follow along. I, you know, no offense to the actor, but the guy that's doing the teenage Dawn just isn't, it's not speaking to me. It's not catching me as much as some of the other clone stuff that we've seen. So that's, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, James, let me let you get in here. And what, what were your thoughts on this week's episode? Um, I think I was a little bit more up on it than, than Yell was. Um, I do have to agree a little bit on some of the Brother Dawn stuff. I, I, I have an inkling of where some of this might be pointing towards with the little revelations about him, which it feels like this is a lot of setting it up to be explained later down the line. It'll maybe have an impact later down the line. We'll have to see. Yeah, I have to agree a little bit about the performance. He's, he's a little bit of a, I don't know, a, blank space sometimes he's fine but he's not particularly compelling i enjoyed i enjoyed more of the of the salvo stuff i enjoyed seeing what the anacreans are really up to and and seeing how they react i have to say the one bit that did get to me was a certain death which i know we probably won't discuss just yet but certain death you know really made me think why would you kill that person he's one of the best actors on the show but anyway um the, as for the as for the lee pace stuff this week it put me in mind more than anything of Game of Thrones. A lot of, a lot, I don't know if it was the desert planet aspect of it mm. or the religious wrangling, but it did remind me of sort of Game of Thrones of power struggles and people making speeches to try and get themselves into situations or out of situations. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. Um, that actor was one of the best actors on the show. And we will talk about uh, that before the end of the episode. But Nikki, let's get uh, you in here. What were some of your thoughts? What did you like this week? What didn't you like? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? Yeah, um, with this episode, with what you're saying about um, brother, the new brother, Don, I did kind of feel that same way at first. I'm like, you know, this is, you know, almost it was a little boring at first but then i, I as, as we got into it um you know he's playing a clone he's playing a young confused clone that um is glitching and um you know just testing the waters and he's very gullible and i think he's doing that well i think he's playing that role as this you know naive gullible young man or young clone very well so i you know i still feel like i've said in other episodes i feel everything is with intent and as um uh, you know james had said you know we'll find out it could be building up for us to find out later um i loved the maiden story and the different moons and you know they threw kind of threw doll in there i believe that's doll from from the book um, and Tania Miller, I think, you know, she's a really great actress and I, I love the smizing going on between her and Lee with this power struggle. 
And I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. So, um, yeah, and it's giving me, you know, religion and spirituality versus politics and dictatorship, which, you know, I said, um, you know, we're seeing with the Anacreans, or no, excuse me, the Synax, um, people of Synax, um, you know, kind of mimicking them with their their religious power and struggle with, you know, day and, um, you know, their dictatorship struggle. So I'm, I like the parallels. I'm kind of liking it all. So. Yeah. And one of the things that I do like, I want to mention uh, about sort of the first part of the, of the episode and with the empire and the clones is I do really like the relationship between Desmarell and the other and the clones, right? So whatever her relationship is with the current uh, Dawn, or, and then obviously we see some sort of conflict with the current day. And so I like that character a lot. And, uh, and it is interesting, uh, the colorblind thing. I mean, that didn't just get thrown in there. That, there's a purpose creatively that I think that's going to come back uh, uh, to haunt him in a sense, uh, to that character. So that'll be interesting to see what plays out with that next. And I really enjoyed, um, a lot of the stuff that we got to see on Termeris. You know, I love the crisis, the action, um, sort of the ineptitude of some of the people of the foundation and the empire. Um, and the idea that Salvor is really, you know, she's the one, right? She's the one that knows what's going on and how to sort of, um, course correct, uh, some of the things that, uh, the foundation are doing. So, um, James, what were some of the aspects of this episode, uh, that made you think, oh, I kind of got an idea of maybe where this is going. That's something that we might discover later. Like, are there any, and, and is there anything that you sort of your knowledge from the novels sort of, uh, is able to help inform? Well, I, I really can't claim to be the world's biggest expert on the novels because, like I said, I, I read them, you know, about a thousand years ago. Um, but I was starting to think about the obviously I know the clone aspect isn't in the books. It's sort of like it's a way to portray the various factions of the Empire without having to you know keep changing actors all the time, which is a good idea. Mm. I, I, I have an idea that the, I don't know if the colorblindness means that there's something going wrong with the cloning process or there is something like if they're starting to degrade somehow, maybe that'll be an issue. Maybe that's going to be part of what uh, Harry foresaw as the, the fall of the empire, you know, like the whole, the whole, the empires themselves are all starting to slowly fall apart because they're a copy of a copy of a copy of from this original source material. I don't know, maybe, maybe there's something up the source material for all we know. He's not as perfect as he seems to be in his little glass case there that everyone seems to like. But uh, I, I did, I did actually enjoy the interaction between uh, Dawn and Dusk with the whole hunting aspect, even though we got to get past the, the acting of, of Brother Dawn, who's fine. He's just, <laughs> Yeah, I get the feeling he might have more to do again down the line, but it's just that feeling of he's starting to figure these things out for himself. He's starting to realize his own abilities and the whole hunt aspect was kind of interesting because you've got the legacy of it. You've got Dusk basically trying to bring him into the fold and show him the ways. And he's already this sort of like really incredible hunter. So that I think also might have a bit of a payoff at some point in the future. I He also seemed kind of nervous that he was actually so successful and that sort of keyed something else in my head being like oh okay so there's something there then not just he doesn't want to show up dusk but yeah that that all was that was kind of interesting and and i'm wondering where the whole you know where he's going to go with azura and this whole sort of 
the gardener aspect and this little romance right. be literally blossoming among the among the flowers so yeah we'll see We'll yeah, I, I don't think that relationship's gonna go well. I that's just that's just a guess here. Is I, I don't I don't don't think. I mean, I would tell I would be if I was in the bushes, I'd be like, run, run, you know, telling her. Um, Nikki, was there anything you picked up on in this week's episode that makes you sort of think, oh, okay, that's that's where we might be going in the future. Um, there was so much. Um, not sure, you know, I wanted to say one thing about the Demerzel relationship with Lee and her her loyalty to this maiden world versus her loyalty to the um, Imperial Kingdom. I don't know if you guys picked up on that energy um, where, you know, she was bowing before, you know, for um, the... Right. Uh, for opal and you know i just found that interesting i just wanted to say that while you you know were mentioning demerzel but as far as picking up on where it's going um just you know i've said in the past as far as um them leaving gail kind of out of you know terminus and you know she's out kind of you know on this you know floating in space so i just feel that you know that's going to lead into something more but i'm just kind of you know this episode and last episode, I'm just kind of absorbing it all. Um, I don't have any clue on where they could be taking all of it outside of what I've already previous, previously mentioned. Yeah, and you just reminded me about um, the scene, uh, the, the funeral scene, and we see this uh, character, uh, I'll just sort of call her a politician, right? And she's sort of, um, she's not the one that the empire would like to be the next uh, ruler of that planet, but it sort of seems that that's who the people want. And I thought that actress was absolutely excellent. She had that beautiful monologue that she gave, and you could really tell, um, you know, like, like you mentioned with Desmeral, she she bows, everyone bows, and Lee Pace is just standing straight, and like you can tell, like, what are you doing? Uh, you should be bowing for me. So I, I thought that that was great, and I I, I would think that there's going to be some stuff kind of in that, uh, you know, I don't think we've seen the last of her. Um, and James, what you were saying was really interesting also about the idea of maybe the colorblind is the beginning of seeing the cloning process, not yell, you're, 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 you're bowing your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nodding your head. Do you, do you, do you agree? Do you think that's yeah, where they're going? I think, I think James uh, pointed out that maybe that is the, the fall that they're discussing. And I think that that's so interesting. Um, especially because we also get to see that, not flashback, but, um, you know, when Salvor gets to see uh, and be in Gale's position in the situation, we understand a lot more about uh, Selden's death and get what actually happened. Um, so I think that there's, you know, the fall of the Empire could mean a lot of things, but I think that mm. it's so interesting, and, and James brought up a really great uh, point, that maybe it is then degraded, and that's very interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I love that, you know, we talked about it before that Selden manipulates the truth. We've talked about it pretty much every episode. Right. Well, that, so that's a great segue to our, uh, James, this is an ongoing question I ask every week. Is this Selden's plan? James, I'll ask well, you, is this, is this Selden's plan? Is this all part of Selden's plan? I, well, I don't know about the, I don't know about the, empire stuff necessarily unless he's had a way to get behind the scenes of that it feels like that might be a little bit out of his control but 
I, I do kind of get the feeling that a lot on Terminus is kind of being guided by what he's saying. And we do see that Salvor has these little flashes of things. She has flashes of Gull and, and Raish and people like that. And we actually see some of the, the backstory behind him uh, doing, you know, what he did. What his 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 killing of of Harry basically. So we some we do see some of that stuff. We know that we know that uh, he basically split them up so that the plan could work. So that was also a big thing. Then it was a big revelation. But we'll we'll see what we'll see what actually happens when it comes down to that. I I think I think Terminus is definitely a big part of his plan, a big thing. As for the Empire stuff, I don't know. I don't know if he can really have that much control, but I I wouldn't put anything past Jared Harris, frankly. You know, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I just wouldn't. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know how much control per se he would have over the Empire, but I think if we were to give you know, his mathematics and you know genius, um, that maybe I could see a way that through some equation he could have perhaps you know, guessed that maybe the clone system was going to stop working. So, so, but I agree with you on the Termer stuff. And, and actually this week, you know, Salvo really kind of contemplates that herself, uh, especially when she comes into conflict with other members of the foundation and the empire and, and even, you know, her own parents at certain points. Um, so I'll, you know, pose this to, to Nikki and yell as well, but Nikki, uh, if you want to start, um, is is Salvor part of Selden's plan? She certainly thinks she is. <laughs> that, you know, I, I can't say that she's part of his plan, but there's more to her. Uh, obviously, we've spoken about this right. in past episodes of, of our show that, you know, just her empath and her luck, which isn't luck, and she's having these um, visions of race and Harry and um, there's definitely more to it that I don't know. I, I don't know if that's part of his original plan at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yell. Uh, what, what do you think about the plan? Is it, is it going as planned? Um, I, 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 uh, I don't know. Um, I think that if, if it is part of his plan, I will say that the Anachron's like their plan worked the way that they, they made a plan that worked so beautifully uh, over these last two episodes of how the three episodes of how they're going to infiltrate and get to where they need to go and do what they need to do. Um, and so if that was the first, uh, what did he call it? The first event. Selden um, crisis. The crisis. Thank you. The first crisis. Um, then, then sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Salvor is part of the plan. But that last moment of the episode, where it seems like as she left, her abilities maybe disappeared. Maybe they're tied to the to the planet. Tied to the vault. To the vault. Like I, I have so many questions. Yeah, I mean that was an interesting moment. Even and 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 sort of, uh, I I'm guessing that the Akronons are not going to be the enemies much longer. I think that they and the foundation will kind of come together and realize that the empire is really the problem and not, not each other. Um, and I also just, because I like the idea of it, I want to believe that this is all part of Selden's plan until I get, get evidence from the series that it's not, I'm going along for the ride. So, and I love Salvor and what a badass she is. And, and even if she does lose whatever sort of, you know, kind of gifts that she has on Termeris, 
she's a badass. Like that's like that. She's still going to be, you know, someone to reckon with, uh, no matter what happens. Um, James, I do want to mention, cause you sort of alluded to it. Uh, this week we lost the great Clark Peters, not in real life, but just on the show. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I really loved, I, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I think he maybe didn't have a lot to do on this series. Um, but you know, he's such a good actor and in a way was able to bring so much to that character um, that was sort of loving and giving to, to uh, Salvor to give her sort of the strength that she needs and, and the confidence to kind of move forward. Um, so I really enjoyed sort of that. But unfortunately, uh, to save, you know, in the attack, to save uh, uh, the rest of the foundation and, and quite frankly, to save Salvor, he sacrifices himself. Talk a little bit, uh, if you will, James, about, about that moment and your feelings about uh, Clark Peters' performance in the show. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, he was, as he pretty much always is, fantastic. I mean, he gave such depth to that character. He His interaction with Leah was, was always great. You know, they, they made a really great father-daughter sort of duo yeah. Their little the way that she would sass him occasionally, the way that he would have his little viewpoints and everything like that, it was all really good. I mean, I I did appreciate the fact that he's sacrificing himself for the greater good, for his daughter, for the whole foundation, essentially. But basically, all that was running through my head was, "Oh my God, you killed Clark Peters, you rotters!" So, and I'm I'm just sad to lose him. I'm I'm sad to lose him because I would have loved to have seen him have interaction with be able to see, maybe we'll see a flashback maybe he'll come back in a flashback and we'll see him interact with harry or something like that you know we'll really see him dig into that we may yet the way this show leaps around in time i wouldn't be surprised if you can't just bring it back to be like oh here he was you know like 30 years ago or whatever you know i'd love to see the way the little story he tells about you know oh i were you really were you really all about the harry's mission he goes well i just really wanted to go to bed with this woman who happened to be Salvor's mom and it's you know it's it's such a great little note for his character and such a, a lovely little performance from him that i'd love to see more of maybe those early days if they can do that if they can maybe go and show what he did back in the day a little bit or maybe some maybe they'll flash back to a couple of moments on the ship if that becomes important right the voyage and things like that so yeah i I'd, I'd like to see more of him but you know i'm grateful for what he gave us Clark Peters is maybe the only actor on earth that could say that line and not sound creepy, right? That That's could actually great. say yeah. say that line and, and like it, it comes off sort of sweet. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, Clark Peters, I'll just give uh, both uh, Nikki, if you want to, anything you would like to say about his performance and, and uh... yeah, James summed it up. <laughs> all, all the tidbits that James mentioned. Um, he really um, had a heartwarming character. He played the father role, um, wonderful, and, and the chemistry, as James said, was was really great between him and Leia. So yeah, he couldn't have said it better. <laughs> well, and yell, let me pose this to you about Clark Peters. This is a ballsy series in that you've already killed off two of the three name actors on the show, right? So short of leap, I mean, we got rid of Jared Harris in the second episode. Now we're lost Clark and arguably Lee Pace is the only other before this series launched really big name actor who's on the show. Um, that's, that's pretty ballsy for a series to do for a new series to do. What, what, what do you make of that? I mean, I'll throw you one better. Uh, the actor plays Raish was the star of how to get away with murder. Uh, right. And was of course on Harry Potter, but you know, that's right. Um, that's right. Also <laughs> killed off. Um, I think this show is ballsy. Um, I also will say, 
I think Cowboy's father's death was not a surprise. Like, I wasn't surprised. Right. Um, it was a noble death, and, and it seemed it seemed perfect within the story. But I appreciate that it wasn't a surprise. I feel like none of the deaths have been like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right. And and to that larger point, I, you know, this is a show where, I mean, they really have taken every opportunity to go in the opposite direction of whatever you assume this series would be. I mean, even from the very beginning, you know, killing off Jared Harris's character in the second episode, quite frankly, making it look like Gail was gone after the second episode, right? Like the yeah. show has done a lot of really um, uh, um, brave things, I think, for uh, especially for a brand new series uh, like this to take these chances. Nikki, do you see it sort of the same way that the series is really taking every opportunity to be as different of a television series as it can be? Yeah, absolutely. It is very brave to do that. But I feel Lula Bell is really, you know, well, she's returned, but, uh, you know, I feel that she's going to be consistent through this and right. I feel she's holding it. Um, there's phenomenal actors that we know, but a lot of new ones that are just, you know, really, really strong. Um, so I think the whole cast is just really strong and um, it kind of leans, I don't know if James has the same thought after, you know, reading the books, but, you know, the characters kind of go and Asimov's work. So I think it's really creative how they have these characters, you know, dipping in, maybe dipping, dipping out, maybe dipping back in. Um, but yeah, but it, it's still, you know, they had to have characters do that to, to keep us, you know, intrigued for however many seasons um, that we have uh, Foundation for. But um, yeah, so it's definitely very creative. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, real quick, while we have a couple of minutes left, we'll just go around the horn. We'll start with our guest, James. Just any predictions for uh, episode seven for next week? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I, I think I think you, Jamie, were kind of spot on when you say that the whole the whole relationship between uh, brother brother Dawn and and Azura mm. probably not gonna go great. If you ask me, I'm not sure either of them are gonna come out of that with hearts and flowers and celebration and everything. I mean, purely the difference, the upstairs downstairs, how kind of aspect of it might come into play. Mm. Either that or just something something's gonna go horribly horribly wrong because that kid just cannot catch a break. Frankly, he just can't. That's gonna happen. Um, I think I'm fascinated to see the Anacreans actually like get their plan going and start doing ship stuff and things like that. And maybe trying to, maybe they actually go off into space and do something fun. I I'd like to see that, that, that sounds like it could be a load of fun. And honestly, I'm, I, I, if I had one big complaint about the episode and I know it's something I think that all of you kind of shared is it felt a little bit like, a, a, a not filler exactly, but sort of like a mm -hmm. filling in points to get to other places like giving us little teasers to go to other places, setting up things on the maiden, setting up things on with Brother Dusk or Brother Dawn rather and Brother Dusk. Uh, yeah, so it feels a little bit like that. Maybe it's like a waypoint episode and maybe next episode it'll all kick back into gear and we'll be like, oh, I can't wait for this. And oh, that was amazing. And, oh, that thing blew up and all oh, that person died because half the cast is going to die next week. No, I, I don't know. That. <laughs> yeah, know. That, that, that's fair. It was a bit of a setup episode. I, I do agree. Uh, Nikki, uh, any predictions? Um, well, the Invictus was mentioned. Um, so, uh, with the Anacreans, you know, taking, having Salvor and Hugo um, 
man this thespian ship. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with that. And, you know, Farah has an agenda to bring down the Imperials. So um, it, that's quite interesting. And I still love, I still am very interested in the backstory with the maidens. And I, I you know, they, they have this, you know, spiritual energy. I feel like this can be just as interesting as the Anacreans or, you know, something that's hugely violent here, here, Tania Miller's character is using, you know, her, her, you know, oration in her mind to get under the skin of, um, of brother day and could possibly, you know, turn people against him. So I find that fascinating and interesting and, you know, I, I'm just enjoying that. So, but with, um, brother Don, I, and every minute I'm like, something <laughs> happened to him. Um, you know, brother Dusk is looking at him, you know, like super suspicious. So um, I'm on, kind of on the edge of my seat. Like James said, like, what, there's, there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. So that, that's pretty yeah. much it. I agree. I think we should keep our eye on the maidens and day. There's a conflict there that is going to explode. Uh, and I also agree. Dawn, uh, you keep an eye on him because some something's I don't know what's going on with Don, but some some something bad's gonna happen there too uh, as well. And then I'm looking forward to seeing um, you know the next step with you know Farah and Salvor and the the plan and having that kind of come out. And uh, and I'm so glad Nikki mentioned Hugo. I love Hugo. Hugo's awesome. I want more Hugo. Uh, yeah, real quick, what are your predictions for the next episode? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Uh, James said this this was a big uh, setup episode. We're setting up a lot of things. So all I can predict is that next episode will be action-packed. That's what I need is some more action. I need movement and action and explosions, and, and that's what I need. That's right. That's we'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, unfortunately, we have to keep it moving. That's all the time we have for today. But I would like to thank uh, our guest, James White. James, thanks so much for sitting in and talking Foundation with us. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let everyone know where they can uh, catch your stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jam White, uh, which you can see down below my name there. Uh, you can also find my writing generally on EmpireOnline.com, the big Empire Magazine website. Uh, and I'm around a few other pages here and there, but generally those are the places you should, you should seek me out. Excellent, excellent. Yell, where can everyone find you? I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle, that is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. You can find me on this channel on Wednesdays on Hollywood Approved. You can find me on Fanversation on Sundays talking about Law & Order SVU on a podcast called Law & Order S Review. Uh, but there are other places to find me. Just check me out on Twitter and I'll tell you where. Awesome. And Nikki, where can everyone check out your stuff? You can find me on social media at Nikki Fowler 28 everywhere um, at Glitter Magazine everywhere, including Spotify and here on the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube at times. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and you can catch me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Fieldbrock or my name on Facebook. Uh, thank you very much for watching. And we want to remind you to please make sure you hit that subscribe button. You like this video and you tune into HCA's Foundation After Show every Friday at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time and 3.01 a.m. Eastern time. We will all see you back here next week. Until then, have a great one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.